0: Hey, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to help you fall asleep. What we do here is I tell you a bedtime story, and you just crawl in bed, turn out the lights, and listen to it. That way you don't have your mind racing or stuff about work or bills or whatever keeping you awake. The secret of the podcast is that I have a little bit of i uh, I'm good, I'm not good at much. But what I am good at is telling stories that start out seeming interesting and slowly get more and more boring. That way my story will distract you from whatever's keeping you awake, but it's not going to keep you up, you're not you, you 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 might listen to the end, but you might not. So and that's the sole, the sole purpose of this podcast is to help you fall asleep with a bedtime story. That's it. So if this is your first time listening and you're driving a tractor trailer through an elementary school district, you know, maybe you should listen later. Or if you're in um, Virginia or whatever and you're working on chemicals that could pollute the water for coal cleaning, you know, wait till you get home and get in bed, okay? You can, if you have, if you are listening, or this is your first time listening and you want to shoot me some comments, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com or on Twitter at dearest. Scooter. Dearest Scooter. And I'm open. I'd love to hear from anybody. I appreciate all those of you that are currently listening. If you do have a chance to review and rate us on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. It'll raise our profile and help us find more people that can't sleep. If you want to pay it forward, you can let a friend or family member know about us. Or just, if if you are on Twitter, there's tons of people 24 hours a day around the world that say, you just search for can't sleep or insomnia and say, "Hey, I checked this podcast out, and it worked for me." Or this guy's a total nut job, and his podcast is unintentionally hilarious because he's embarrassing himself. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, but I've, those of you that have done that, I appreciate it, and I hope I'm here. I'm hope I'm between my stuttering and my uh, low self-esteem. I hope I'm helping because. I've been there. That's uh part of the reason I developed this skill was cuz me and my brother couldn't sleep at night or maybe my brother could and I would just bore him to sleep and stab telling stories uh when I was younger. So, I've been there. I know what it's like to be tossing and turning all night and clock watching and all that stuff. So, so that's it. This podcast help you fall asleep. All older episodes are on iTunes or on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. And that's it. Let's get to the storytelling. Tonight we have another episode of After the Glass Slipper. And that's the story of after Cinderella became a princess and met the prince with the whole glass slipper thing. What happened to her? What happened to the prince and more importantly what happened to the, her stepmother and the fairy godmother? And we're following what what what's going on in their lives. If you're first time listening again, or you you want to check out older episodes of After the Glass Slipper, just go to www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash glass slipper. And when we last let off last week, last Sunday, things were going really well for everybody. The stepmother and the fairy godmother fought off a, a beast, a muck monster in front of the castle, and the prince offered to hire Mistress Agatha. And her pig, who was the fairy godmother, invited him to become like kind of their Merlin, his Merlin or, you know, in a, a non-gender biased way. And he offered them to move into the wizard tower. Cinderella was a little bit on the fence about the return of her stepmother, who also claimed to be her fairy godmother and that her sole duty was to protect Cinderella. A little bit of a lie, but whatever, they're, they're going to move into the wizard tower and... Let's see what happens. So they, that after this, is not too, not too long after the uh, incident with the pig pig monster fighting the muck monster, actually that that very afternoon, they Prince you know showed Mistress Agatha he let the, the Wizard's Tower and let her move in, and he said he would go collect her things from her house. They let Roland out of jail, and he moved into the Wizard's Tower, kind of, as uh, at Mistress Agatha's request. And he brought that that afternoon the fairy godmother, who's still a pig, down to the finest pigsty you could imagine. That he had his workers make, you know, near, kind of near the horse stables, you know, in the back back of the castle. So you know, the stepmother's getting settled. Her and Roland are kind of going over. Crib notes about seduction and how he's gonna impress Cinderella. And the fairy godmother's kind of down in the the pig stall, and she knows that she's trying to figure out what she's gonna do. She gonna be, she knows that Agatha, the stepmother, while she possesses the wand, she doesn't. She's pretty sure she doesn't know that at midnight she's gonna turn back, like that. The fairy godmother's gonna turn from a pig back into a fairy godmother. So she's trying to figure out what to do. And she's also a pig, so she's not too happy, you know, snorting around in the mud. And, you know, if you're a human and you're in a pigsty in the late afternoon, it's not a pleasant place to be. You know, that mud, it was warm by the sun all day, but it's getting chilly. So she's moving around, and and she's also hungry, and, you know, her pig sticks are kicking in. She's eating garbage, spitting it back up, whatever. And then all of a sudden the prince is out, uh... By himself, and the one thing about the prince is he's one of those people that likes to walk and think at the same time. He's a big walker. He's a big guy talking to inanimate, inanimate, in, in, <laughs> porky pig style there, inanimate objects and stuff. So he he's like walks down to the pigsty, and he's just looking at the pig, enjoying the late afternoon setting of the sun he starts talking he's like man you really are a lovely pig and the fairy godmother gets closer to him so oh, I, when, when I was a boy I had a pig like you when I was a boy we had a pig just like you I can't remember what we called him he was it was a lovely pig I, and I always figure are pigs he goes you know I, I always I always wondered I never asked mother if pigs were always women or men you know I already know the answer to that in human terms were, you know we're the pigs but I don't know if you're a girl or boy pig, to be honest, but you're lovely. He pats the pig, stepmother fairy godmother on the head. She's kind of you know sitting on the fence, like wow, this guy. She's thinking like, huh, this prince. She was kind of she's been expecting him to be evil because her one of her missions is just to keep him from getting Cinderella pregnant. So oh, yeah, he goes, ah, uh, my parents. You know, they, I spent so much time with this pig before father became king. You know, because he was just like this, uh, you know, he was this low lord and, you know, there's that great war and all that fratricide and upper class aside and everything. And he's like, father was the only lord left and now he's king. So, you know, I lived out in the country and, you know, the pig was my only friend. You know, I, I, I still to this day don't have many friends so maybe you and I, Pig, could become friends. And the fairy godmother kind of like that she's sniffing his, his hand, and he gives her, pulls the apple out, and gives it to her, clean, fresh apple. You know, he kind of bears his heart about some other stuff and his love for Cinderella. The fairy godmother really finds her heart, her Pig heart, at this moment softening. And then he's like, oh, you know, the dinner bells ring or whatever. Uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, i got to get out of here. And she starts snorting snorting. And he's like, oh, what's wrong, Piggy? You know, what's wrong? And she's putting her snout towards the uh, the wizard's tower. And uh, he's like, uh-huh. He's like, what, do you want to go? Oh, what was I thinking? Why would I banish you to this sty out here when you, you probably want to be with your lovely mistress Agatha? So he calls over one of the stable boys and he says, you know, he goes, go ahead, and he goes. Let this pig into the wizard's tower. Just let it in the, you know, the bottom entrance, and you know, it misses its master, and you don't need to wake, bother, Miss, Ma- Mister Sagatha. You know, just let, let the pig in there. So, the stable boy lets step fairy gap. Gob- <laughs> I always say, fairy godmother pig into the wizard's tower, and she runs off and she just hides somewhere you know and she's like I'm gonna wait till midnight man see what's going on here and you know they have this big banquet and Agatha and Roland go and they drink too much wine and they come back and Agatha you know sends Roland to his guest room and she goes into her you know wizard's bedroom which is probably pretty nice wizard's bedroom and she dozes off, falls asleep, and midnight comes, and all of a sudden, Penelope, the fairy godmother, changes from a pig into a woman. And we'll just put the technical details aside, whether she's buck naked and covered in mud or not, because she takes care of those things, you know? She goes back up, starts w- walking around the wizard's tower a little bit, exploring, <clears throat> And she gets into uh, Agatha's bedroom, the wizard's room. Witch's room at this point, or, yeah, witch's room. Mistress Agatha's bedroom. Agatha's out cold. She's she's a little bit loaded on red wine, so she's sleeping pretty soundly. And so she searches her room for the wand, and then she searches Agatha. Boom, she finds the wand in uh, Agatha's sleeve inside, uh, like, in... She had cut some of the, what do you call things, strings or stitches of her dress, and it was in one of the sleeves in between two layers of fabric. So she steals the wand. She goes back down, and she kind of hides in one of the sub rooms of the tower, gets some Zs, and in the morning she bolts. Meanwhile, Agatha and through are sleeping it off, and all of a sudden, like, the hair, like, trumpets and booming drums, and, you know, they don't have windows there, so sound kind of travels, and they, Agatha kind of sits up, and she goes, Mistress Agatha! And then they just keep doing that, some court jester type, just keeps yelling. The prince requests presents for the king and the queen, for mistress Agatha. Meanwhile, townspeople have got to be. Anybody that's trying to sleep or get anything done, I don't know. It's like one of those alarms when you're, like, who knows? Agatha's like, well, how long has this crap been going on? And Roland kind of wanders in. And and he's like, whoa, man. And so she goes down. She, like, gets dressed cleans herself up, leans it, you know, I'll be with you in a little while, and they just keep calling for her. She goes down, she's up like, rolling, I, I gotta see what this uh, This. Is about, I guess the king and the queen wanna see me, probably wanna you know, kiss my ring, show me some respect, so you just hang out here, or, uh, let, me, let me just go down and see what's going on. So she gets down, she opens the door of the wizard's tower, and there's like, you know, a bunch of Fancy pants, servants of so the king and the queen and the prince. And they're like bowing to her and they have, you know, some sort of thing to carry her on. And they're all a little bit nervous because she's a wizard witch. And they say, yeah, the king and the queen and the prince request your presence for a demonstration of your powers. ha, oh, okay. And they serve her breakfast while she's in that thing they carry and they start carrying her. She's like, "Yeah, I can get used to this, man." You know, she's got like a little bit of you know, breakfast wine and tea and cheeses and meats. And they pass by the stables, and she's just laughing, thinking about the fairy godmother rooting around for garbage. And she's meanwhile she's eating bacon. And she's even laughing like at the sick possibility she could be eating her own pig, who was actually human. I mean, she's assuming that, you know, bacon's got to be cured and all that, so it's unlikely. So meanwhile, she's like, where are we headed anyway? And they're like, oh, you know, the tournament field, Mom. The tournament stadium. She's like, huh, huh, for what? what, Demonstration of your powers. So they lead her out to, like, the jousting, you know, battle stadium where they, you know, have jousts and, gladiator-type battles. I mean, they're not brutal like the Romans, you know, probably people didn't die, but, you know, they have jousts and crap like that, so they get her out there, they drop her in the middle of the field, and, you know, they got the big tent for the king and the queen, and the next tent's for the prince, the next tent's for his cousin, and then, you know, rich people, all the way around, you know, all the classes are kind of arranged to watch this, and She gets in the center of the field, and the king stands, and they all clap for her. And they're like, Mistress Agatha! Well, you know, we'll be proud to welcome you to service. But as the king, I'd like to see some demonstrations of your power. So we've arranged to have a small test of your powers. And she kind of laughs. Ha, ha, ha. All right, all right. And, uh... He says, so, we will test your powers now, you know, with the few few things we've arranged quickly, something like that, you know. So she goes in, and she laughs, and then she sees off to the side. They're, like, beating these bulls and getting them angry, some of the, some of the servants. And he goes, first, a battle of the bulls. And these bulls are, like, really angry. There's, like, pride. 12, and when they see her, she's got this crimson dress on, you know, and they're really banging, 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 and then she uh, goes, to, she just laughs, ha, 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 your bulls, and she says something, she tries to say something witty, I mean, she's wittier than me, so that's why it's taking me a second, she said, you know, are you prepared to lose your bulls, or something, I don't know. And then she reaches into her sleeve to get out her, the wand. It's not there. So then she checks her other sleeve. And says, Shit, freaking hey! And she tries, you know, play back the night before, and she doesn't remember taking the wand out. And uh, King says, "What? What is the matter, Mistress Agatha? What? What seems to be the problem?" And go away. And she's like, "Huh? I got a goes, Well, why, where's my royal pig? I was like, How can I expect it to be battling these?" Creatures without my assistant. The pig is my assistant. I would assume the pig would be here. And uh, meanwhile she calls over. She goes, go go get my soldier too and and tell him I need him. And Roland wasn't too far off. He had followed. And uh, she goes, go get a horse and go go search my room for the stick like this long. You know, and bring it back to me, dolt. And uh, he rides off to the wizard's tower and the they send servants off to the pig, and there's a little interlude. So they play some music. The jester juggles and, you know, pretends there's like another jester as a pig beating him up, you know, for, you know, whatever. They're selling crap, you know, the medieval glow stick equivalents. Meanwhile, Roland comes back with a real fast horse. He says, Oh, I couldn't find I couldn't find that stick, ma'am. He says, You looked at him. Then the servants come back. And they're like, uh, the pig was pigs missing uh, from from the sty, and then the, the prince. He doesn't say anything. He Goes, oh, oh, ma'am, I forgot I, I I brought your pig to the Wizard's Tower. She, she goes, you brought my pig to what? Yes, yeah, I brought your pig to the Wizard's Tower last night. She goes, there's no pig in the Wizard's Tower. There's a pig belongs to. Sorry, and the, even the king hits his son. Meanwhile, anyway, no pig, no wand and the king's like the king starts to lose his oh you, know, you know what which you you'll need to do battle occasionally without this if you're going to serve us my son like merlin merlin didn't need a pig so you need to release the bulls uh agatha's just like oh crap all these bulls are charging at her meanwhile she's like roland you're my you'll be my pig and he's like, oh, he charges onto the field. She's like, come get me, come get me. Grabs her onto his horse. And she's like, run, run, run. And the horse is running. The bulls are running after the horse. And it's kind of, people are laughing. Like, if is this comedy? Like, is was this a comedy show? We didn't, you know, Agatha's barely holding on. She's side saddle or bareback side saddle. And, and uh, they're racing around. She's trying to think, she's trying to think. She goes, okay, you know, the furthest part of the field away from the king is where, like, the most impoverished people are. So she's like, uh, she tears off the sleeves of her dress, ties it to the horse's tail, and then she jumps off the horse right by the poor people into the mud, so she's covered in mud, and she's like, keep distracting the bulls for now and then she comes out of the mud she's not totally covered in mud but she looks very menacing and she menaces the poor the poor folks Bah! you know i'm a witch and they're all like oh she, uh, you know a couple of them recognize her you know from the inn where she used to eat dinner and stuff like, oh you know or the street you know seeing her I mean, you you're that you're that horse-faced woman i always knew there was something strange about you it's not surprising you're a witch I'm a, She's, she's, you know, looking him over and she says, Yeah, I'll give the lot of you two choices. She goes, Tonight, your entire neighborhood could feast on bull meat. Or the entire lot of you could spend the rest of your lives as cows. I'll prepare you for slaughter for the king's breakfast, or something. And she goes, "Oh, your bellies could be full of bull meat tonight if you listen and follow my commands as a witch." I'll turn you into cows for just a few minutes, and then I'll lead, you'll you'll lead the bulls into your neighbor, and you could do what you wish with them and so they're all like well bull meat hell yeah okay close your eyes now we'll call, there's a secret to this illusion I, I've got to be fast because these those bulls are starting to get closer and closer but basically you're gonna, I'm going to turn you folks into cows now when you look at each other you're not going to or oh, yourselves you're not going to it's an illusion for them it only works at a distance so up close you're not going to see cows but you really will be cows and you need to act like cows so everyone start mooing, mooing, mooing. They all start, and they're not so sure. But, it. darn it, darn! It. If you, I'll turn you all into real cows, I sell you, and then there'll be no bull meat for any of you. Look at all those bulls you could eat them. Bulls, balls, bulls, bull. You know. So just act like cows. The moo, moo. She goes, "You, you too, you husky boys, pull this piece of wood out of the way." Ooh, and the, at this point. Roland's horse is tired and the bulls have seen Agatha Jester and so they're pounding towards them. She goes, Moo, now that's what she goes, start walking it down, damn you. So um, and these poor these poor folks they start getting into a moo and then the bulls are charging and charging she goes, Now run, bull run, cows, run. And then, right as the bulls get there they start picking up pace and the bulls are chasing them. they gore you know, they gore some of the people and then the people start running bulls chase them back into the poor part of town yes and like i said some people get trampled most people don't and bulls are gone a lot of the poor folk are gone to town meanwhile they're probably feasting you know slaughtering bulls and agatha wipes her hands bull challenge over meanwhile from the king you know the other perspective she thinks that they turn she, you know they were so far away it's like they, she turned them into zombies and like sent them off to some kind of- sla- their slaughter he fi- they figure that the, they were all killed by the bulls, or I don't even know you know it's just like one of those things that when you it it, it builds- ru- the rumors better than what happened, so they're like, yeah zombies or you know, she, whatever because they can't tell they were mowing. She thinks that they were like she possessed the whole crowd of them and sent them to their death, so that's pretty good, but you know the king he calls her back. Roland brings her back. He goes, Oh now, I want you to fight twenty of my best soldiers So he sends out the soldiers and she says, Hey you know, ditch the horse, Roland, come with me. And he again kind of leads them off just out of hearing distance from the king and them and uh, the soldiers charge at her like they're she stop, stop. She goes, I want you to face me. Look me in the eye before we fight, before you lose your lives to me, or your pride. Now line up before you charge me. Show me you can fight with honor. So all the soldiers stand at attention. So all the soldiers stand at attention. And she goes, Now I'm an insidious witch when you're my enemy and you stand in the field against me. So recognize this will be the last time you ever face me in battle whether you live or die or learn to respect me. Learn, because as we if we charge into battle together, you will not question me. You will not turn against me. For pain of this. She reached over. She's, uh, rolling, rolling, beat the shit out of yourself. Uh. Run off. He's, he's confused, but he, he goes, ah! And he starts fighting himself. Maybe she puts some ants down his back. I don't know, you know. But he's fighting himself and beating the crap out of himself. And, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I just stricken him with madness. And he's fighting. And he's just kind of watching. And again, it's kind of funny and strange. She goes, but for you 20, I'm going to select four or five of you. I'm going to turn you to the darkest depths of your soul, in the most evil place in your heart. They're out of you And you slit the throat of every man That comes within four feet of me You'll destroy me and Then you'll go back And you'll sleep with these dead men's wives Make sweet love to them And then their mistress Mistress says You'll make sweet love to them And the babies you'll cast out of the kingdom But I'm not going to tell you Which ones I'm going to select So I want you to pull apart Close your eyes and spin in a circle, and then prepare to be destroyed by the ones I've chosen, who will be making sweet love to the mistresses and wives, and the daughters of all of you. So close your eyes and just picture that. Oh, the sounds your wives and your mistresses are making as your friend, formerly your best friend. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. If there was only something you could do. But none of you is strong enough to beat all. So she sets it in mind. These guys start looking. And then they just start beating the crap out of each other. You know. Simple scam. They start pounding. Then they get madder and madder. Because some of them actually done that. I mean, men are pigs. So then, like, the guys. They're pounding. You did slam up. They're beating each other. And then finally. Enough enough the soldiers are bloody no one's dead a couple got some broken bones so clear off the battle a lot of ya he goes bring the beast from the dungeon roland roland's back at her side a little bit beat up himself and uh he goes which we captured this beast in the field of battle many years ago battle against a warlock Damien or some such so they bring out this beast that's about 14 feet tall it kind of looks like a modern day werewolf like half dog and uh not half man cause it's so big but some kind of orc type creature and Agatha even Agatha's like fudge what are we gonna do this thing's snarling its fangs are dripping, and it's, they got chains on it. it. Eats a couple guys, just like in a movie, as you'd expect. You know, whips its chain, bites one guy's head off, wraps the chain around another guy, pops him in half. And then it's like ah. meanwhile, there's always soldiers with those pikes, like the long spears, keeping it. In, I mean, in case it was come after the king or something, even reaches in the audience. You know, bites, bites somebody in half swallows them, burps, you know, for a little comic relief. But we don't do that here. We don't go for those kind of trope, cliche type things. So it's snarling. I uh, had Agatha and Roland. Roland's shaking. Roland starts, he goes down his knees, starts praying. And uh, she goes, get up, you freaking dog. He's And then then and she's like, huh, huh. And uh, she, uh. Rips off a piece. He's, he's wearing leather mail. She rips off his shoulder pad that's kind of dangling and rolls it up and smacks Roland in the back of the head. She's, Get on all four knees, dog. She's, Roland's crying. Every time he cries, she smacks him on the back of the head. The creature's kind of walking. Roland's making. She's quiet, dog. Shh. And then she's Go towards the monster. Crawl towards him. Uh. The monster's kind of, like, snarling still, but it's curious, like, and then she smacks it, rolling again. She's like, give me your paw! And she shakes hands like he's a dog. And the creature's like, and then she's, she goes, well, next time I hit you, I want you to play dead. and You better play dead or you're going to be dead. She will play dead! And she smacks him again. And he plays dead, and she just backs away. And the werewolf creature kind of, Sniffs Roland, rolls him over, like kind of like, he sniffs him again, licks his face, and then uh, she looks at it, and then she gets angry like the queen just killed her, or the Agatha just killed his baby. ferocious ferocious, roaring. And then she goes, he, she goes, Easy boy, easy. And then she and she's like, hmm, maybe this thing this isn't such a good idea. This thing might just freaking eat me. She backs up a little more. She calls out the corner of her eyes. She goes, send me a, a servant, a servant. Page, you know, come here. Some kid runs out of the field, crap in his pants. And she goes, go and ask for the honor of some of the queen's perfume. It's a lovely perfume, half queen. Might we have a sample? Go get it. Fetch, fetch. Meanwhile, king, she's... Easy beast, easy. It's snarling at her. It's getting closer. She smacks a thing with the leather thing out. its snout. Backs up. It's still snarling. And after the deep digs deep, she just pushes all the fear she has out and brings up this pop, this powerful dominance she has, because it's her, gonna be her, or the beast. And she said, "Oh damn, bro." And the beast is still snarling. She, I told you to stand down. And she smacks it again. Snarls at her again. St- snaps at her and she hits it again. And then she switches. She's going, easy, easy girl. Easy boy. Take it easy. Mama's here. Mama's here. And the, the beast kind of confused. And then she, she doesn't do anything for saying second. she just, when it's like kind of confused, she smacks it again. And again, this isn't. This is back in the old days. This doesn't fly nowadays, folks. You can't do this to your animals. Um, and, then the beast, and then she goes, nice again. And then meanwhile, Page comes back with the perfume. And it's got one of those, you know, things you squeeze. And the creature's, uh, the creature's getting... Uh, she uh, snarls at her again. She sprays some perfume right sprays perfume right in its face. It stings its eyes and it scares and it runs off and squeaks. And then she goes, get back here, get back here. And it looks back behind her. It's cowering now. Then she comes back. Good girl. Bam, smacks it again. She goes, sit. And she basically, you know, a couple more times, she pets it, doesn't do anything. And then the slightest, like, thing to confuse the animal, like maybe it, like, moves its paw, boom, she hits it. Or sprays it in the face with more perfume and beast is broken and she pulls out her hand sniff and then she goes lie down next to him and she looks at him and she smacks it again and then he looks rolling and plays dead kinda she goes bring these two back to my thing that's it demonstration's finished my honor to serve you king and queen but I must rest now and my pig needs to be found find my pig Oh, the last year. She's screaming at everybody. And then she goes up to the, the King and the Queen's pavilion. She goes, and be warned, that man Cyril that was working for you, he was in cahoots with someone, a doppelganger, someone who can take any form. An evil, evil, weak minded witch who most loves that form of a puffy faced woman. Bulbous nose, gray hair—a face you, you fools might call sweet, but only waits to destroy you. So if you see that now, I might—I might be in that form, and if I am, you could ask me for the magic word, the secret word, to know it is me, and it will be, uh, sassafras. But if you see that. Cr- She's a kindly faced puffy woman like that again. She does not know the magic word. Have kill her on sight or bring her to me. And she goes, That is all. That's all for the day. And then they blow the truck, the king and the queen, everyone's cheering for, for Agatha. She heads back to the castle, wiped out, pissed. You know, she's got some cra- I mean she's gotta get crafty now, like her wand's gone. Fairy Godmother's gone. Fairy Godmother could try to get vengeance on her. Or, you know, she's without her power. and But she's got this werewolf now. So they send the werewolf and roll him back. Well, it's not a werewolf because it's just a wolf monster, but close enough. So, yeah, that's where we're going to end tonight. And, you know, I can kind of imagine the wolf monster... And back and a dreaming about, a, I don't know, what a wolf creature, dog monsters dream of. Yeah, maybe bones, lots of bones with meat on them. Uh, pigskin, like being wrapped in pigskin and eating its way out. That's, you, she'd probably need a pretty big bed for this thing because it's like I said, like 15 feet tall. I don't even know where it's going to sleep, or if it accidentally eats some people, but it might dream of, you know, female uh, dog, beast, wolf, women, probably. And I mean, because even though it's a monster, I mean, if it was created with a purpose, but if it's just some random monster from the woods, you know, deep, dark woods or somewhere, like a natural, evolved creature of that time period and place, like uh, indigenous species, is that is that right? Not an invasive species? Yeah, if it's just like, a, you know, it's been taken out of its environment, but probably back when it was, it was like, it probably was pretty high on the food chain. Wanted to spread its seed around, but again, you don't want to overly spread it, like, cause you don't want to overpopulate. It's probably lived in harmony with nature. Maybe it only, maybe it was a mammalian, so... To had like a long just gest- is a gestation period. I don't even I don't know these terms, but so maybe it's dreaming of pregnant, one or two pregnant wolf women or more. Maybe he was like the dominant male, or maybe he wasn't the dominant male, and that's why he got caught. Obviously, he's not the dominant creature anymore because he's been domesticated, or or just for Agatha. But yeah, it's interesting to think about. Like, do animals even dream? I mean, because if you're, you dream of food, you dream of sex, you probably dream of fight and flight. I mean, maybe they are like, they have, you know, like you have that dream that you're falling and you wake up. I mean, animals, I mean, like dogs, they seem like they can fall asleep and wake up in seconds. Or, you know, I'd love, you know, to, can you sleep with your eyes open? I can't. So, those are a lot of things to wonder about as you start to drift off. But well, imagine, yeah, if you're if you're still drifting off, like, what if there was a, what if we gave this giant dog wolf beast a bath, and blue dry it, you know, with some, washed it with some conditioner, and then some of the servants fluffed up its hair, and. You know, it was a cold night. You could just lie and it it was like your are w- warm It'd be like kinda like a electric blanket, but alive. And it would come with its own soundscapes, you know, like people have. You know, like you know, something like that. Maybe it doesn't have a deviated septum, so it doesn't snore. Just this warm, puffy. Smells kind of something like cinnamon and pumpkin pie spice in heaven. You're just slowly being breathed in and breathed out in a cloud of formerly wild animal now just a bed for you just keep you warm and that's you know it's cold nose touches the back of your neck but you're not asleep yet so it kind of feels good and then it warms up to the back of your neck and you can tell you can feel that it thinks you're. it's there to protect you so you're safe I mean how could you possibly be safer than being sleeping on a giant beast that will protect you tonight and tomorrow against anything. Even if it's that guy at work that keeps threatening to ask you out or else or it's that something you're afraid of that you can't quite put your finger on it. That anxiety that's just just below the surface. Just this creature's there for you. Might, might be waiting at home, but maybe you could mentally unleash it tomorrow. Or, or just have an extra confidence that's there. Like every night, you sleep in the bed of a beast. Your bed is a beast. That gives you an advantage over these schmoes out there. These, oh, I fall asleep every night, no problem. Well, yeah, I used to have trouble sleeping. till I got this Wolverine wolf beast. Now I get to sleep just fine, buddy. So you're going to pass me up for another promotion? Good luck. Because I'm rested. I've been on the belly of the beast, literally. Like in my electric blanket. Puffed. You know, puffed fur from a blow-dry. Baby powdered. Even some bows we put in there. And, you know, I tried to... uh Braid it, but it didn't work out, but yeah, so, that's some bad beast I got, so yeah, just keep messing with me, huh, yeah, I'm gonna go home, I'll sleep just fine, yeah, I used to not be able to sleep, but not anymore, you know what, if you knew where I was sleeping, what I was thinking, I so kind of identified as male but could be a female.